This is The Guardian. Today, is it time to delete TikTok? Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. How TikTok obsessed were you this year? I'm scrolling through my TikToks for you feed. In case you don't know, it's basically the homepage of the app where TikTok pushes you videos it thinks you'll be interested in. For me, that means a lot of indulgent baking recipes. Let's make Maltese slice. Let's poach an egg using just a kettle. I'm telling you, you're going to love these blondies. Let's make a crunchy slice. Only five ingredients and there's no bacon involved. There's a video of Selena Gomez. Guys, I figured out the reason why I'm single. Apparently you have to go outside and meet people. Like you And there are some questionable DIY tips. How to fix a hole in a wall in seconds. If you were to use filler over that, it would take hours to dry. Just stick a piece of paper over it, stick it on with a mold. The algorithm could know me better. What comes once in a year? And while I'm watching these videos, the app's algorithm is, of course, getting to know me, based on whether I like, comment or swipe on to the next. It's also collecting data on where I am and who I interact with. And it's this sort of data harvesting that's getting governments across the West worried. The UK, US and Canadian governments and the EU Parliament have all banned their employees from having TikTok on their work phones, laptops or tablets. The UK government has banned the social media app TikTok from their phones. It comes amid security concerns. Staff working at a key branch of the European Union have been ordered to remove the TikTok app from their phones. The White House has given federal agencies 30 days to take TikTok off all government-issued devices. The Biden administration saying this is to protect people's security. They're concerned that the owners of TikTok might share users' data with the Chinese government, though the bosses of TikTok say they'd never do that. We believe that we have a very rigorous and robust system to protect the data security of our users. The US government has even threatened that if TikTok's owners don't sell the app, they might ban it altogether. From The Guardian, I'm Hannah Moore. Today in Focus... Why has the West turned against Gen Z's favourite app? Alex Hearn, you're The Guardian's UK technology editor. Several governments across the West, including our own, have all banned their employees from using TikTok, which is owned by a Chinese firm, on any of the devices that they've been issued by work. Why have they done that? The short version is they have security concerns. TikTok 
is ultimately owned by a company that, while it is incorporated in the Cayman Islands, is a Chinese company under the control of Chinese nationals. They fear that TikTok being installed on a work device could be a foothold into secure communications that the Chinese government could use to access sensitive information stored on those devices. Away from the security concerns, there's a broader concern about TikTok's potential as a delivery mechanism for Chinese propaganda. This opaque for you algorithm in particular can push any content to billions of users worldwide. Yeah, the for you page is really what's so powerful about this app, isn't it? Yeah. Taking a step back, for people who aren't or are only loosely familiar with TikTok, there are a few key things about it that are worth flagging here. Firstly, TikTok is a short form video app. It presents itself as a feed of videos, effectively 60 seconds or so in a swipeable format. So you can watch the video, swipe through before or after it's finished. It is an endless stream of engageable content. But the short form video is less important to what TikTok is than the For You page. Other video apps exist, you know, Instagram, YouTube. What they don't do is present so perfectly this endless feed of content narrowed down for you. Almost everyone spends almost all of their time on the app on the For You page, which is a heavily algorithmically curated feed. It learns from what you watch, what you like, what you comment on, what your friends watch, like, and comment on, what people who've sent you links to TikTok videos watch, like, and comment on to present you with a hyper-personalized infinite feed. This app really is such a big deal, isn't it? You know, to have got to the point where several governments are worried about the influence that it has. TikTok is huge. Um, It has somewhere in the order of one to two billion active users globally. We can say that its valuation is in the hundreds of billions of dollars, probably around three to four hundred. It's not in the same scale as a meta, but it's not far off. It's definitely more valuable than Twitter, even before Elon Musk started stripping it for parts. And it probably compares well to Snapchat, the American app that it is most similar to. It's owned by this Chinese company called ByteDance, which is a multi-billion dollar organization. It is popular amongst the young, but in the UK and America certainly has pretty high use at all age bands. I think the most important thing to say about TikTok though is that it is culturally incredibly influential. In the UK, several politicians use TikTok to get messages out to their constituents. And there's an official Downing Street account as well. I think the last thing they shared on there was a a video of Larry the Cat. I mean, it is a way to reach people who might not otherwise engage with politics. Is that all going to stop now because of this ban in the UK? No, it's it's definitely not all going to stop. You know, we've already had, I mean, I think the most high profile politician is Grant Shapps has confirmed that he's not going to be uh, dialing off TikTok anytime soon. He said he doesn't have it installed on any official phones and will continue to use it. He posted uh, footage from the film Wolf of Wall Street, where Leonardo DiCaprio's character talks about uh, not being shut down. And you know, he, he was very clear that the TikTok account will continue. It could be the case that MPs, influential policy workers, 
continue to have TikTok installed on personal devices, scroll through it more and more to keep up with what the conversation is that's happening around topics they care about, and that the ban doesn't cut it off. It might be that the actions over the course of this year mean that TikTok stops being where the real conversation is. And and to be clear, I don't think TikTok is the real conversation, but I think the TikTok bubble is a larger and more mainstream bubble than the Twitter bubble. And I think that has become more true over the last couple of years. And then in the US, Joe Biden, the president, has said he'll consider banning TikTok for everyone in that country if ByteDance doesn't sell it. Why? As with the discussions around having TikTok on government employees, the threat model here is not hugely clear. It's not obvious what specific fears Joe Biden has beyond the very broad and reasonable fear that an engine of American culture is owned and ultimately controlled by people who are extremely exposed to the influence of the Chinese Communist Party. Imagine discovering that the Russian state owned MTV in 1980, right? That's sort of where we're at here. So there's clearly a general fear of a tool that's so influential being in the hands of a Chinese company. Looking specifically at the security fears that these Western governments have, is it that they're worried that the Chinese state is going to be able to access the data that TikTok's collecting? The concerns themselves are vague. There's never been a smoking gun about this sort of state reach into TikTok. The app hoovers up user data, as do most surveillance capitalism apps today. It's not dissimilar from an app like Facebook or Instagram in how much information about the user's location, browsing habits, interests, likes, personality, and so on it tries to gather. But previously, we haven't considered that a security concern. And so sort of interleaved with fears about that data harvesting are less explicitly stated fears that the app could also be a technological beachhead, that if you've got it installed on your phone, a malicious software update forced by the Chinese state could see it being used to effectively hack into other apps or data stored on your phone, and there would be no strong way of protecting against that. Have officials in China said anything in response to these bans? As with much of this competition between China and the US, China loves hitting back with America's own principles. And so sure enough, the Chinese foreign ministry said the US government should respect the principles of market economy and fair competition and provide an open, fair and non-discriminatory environment for foreign companies in the US. China's point that might be fair is you say you are an open market economy. Well, here's an app wanting to play fair in that world. The foreign ministry spokesperson also said, how unsure of itself can the world's top superpower like the US be to fear young people's favourite app like that? The United States, the world's number one superpower, is so afraid of a mobile phone application that young people like so much that they completely lack any self-confidence. It is one prong of the defence of TikTok, right, that it is a frivolous, fun app and only a paranoid, delusional superpower would start seeing risk there. All right, let's look at this in detail then. What kind of data is TikTok collecting on us when we use it? So it collects, for instance, location data. It has collected in the past the contents of your clipboard when you log on to TikTok. 
TikTok knows each time you watch a new video. TikTok knows when you like a new video. TikTok probably, almost certainly, is collecting how long you watch a video for. TikTok could, might be, collecting even things as granular as how quickly or slowly you swipe when you swipe to a new video, how quickly or slowly you type when you type your comments. There's a phrase in the industry called growth hacking, which is aggressive measures to grow, to expand your company. It's just that the company is willing to go that much further than its competition in finding out everything it can about its users so that it has more data to improve its For You page, to get people to engage more with its apps. But that's the sort of data harvesting that lies at the heart of all of TikTok that makes it so hard for it to fight accusations that it is part of a broader nefarious plot. Is the data being collected kept within the company or is it being passed on to third parties as well? It's kept within the company. You know, the fears for TikTok with this data are to do with the company's own corporate morality and the company's links to mainland China. And those are things that it is harder to reassure people on. You can say we don't sell data and you can, to a certain extent, prove that. You can say, we can show you our financial accounts. What you can't do is, if you're TikTok, say, well, yes, we go further than anyone else in growth hacking, but we promise we won't use your data in ways that you feel uncomfortable with. Even good old American companies like Facebook use data in ways that many people feel uncomfortable with. Well, Mark Zuckerberg has called TikTok a threat to democracy, hasn't he? Mark Zuckerberg has an attitude to the Chinese state that is incredibly driven by what is convenient to Facebook. Mark Zuckerberg asked Xi Jinping to name his unborn child. For years, Facebook desperately wanted to expand into China. He spent a year learning Mandarin. He opened up research stations in mainland China, and then he turned on a sixpence and realised that actually the better thing for Facebook was to be the good all-American social network that lawmakers should protect rather than attack because he's making the case that defending Facebook is defending American values and attacking TikTok is winning the new Cold War. The thing about TikTok is this focus has been on it for years. It's not always been unfounded, right? In 2019, I came on Today in Focus to talk about some moderation documents that I'd been leaked. by a TikTok moderator that showed that the company's moderation guidelines very much embedded Chinese foreign policy in what they did. The company tried to sort of ban contentious political topics, but its definition of contentious political topics was inflected by its Chinese past. It banned, you know, discussion of Tibetan independence, discussion of Falun Gong. What we've not ever found a good smoking gun for is this idea that TikTok is directly operating as a security breach that allows the Chinese state a foothold into the phones of billions of Westerners. And I think we've not found that because it's not there. It's interesting that you mentioned that episode of Today in Focus that we made in 2019, because it felt very much at that time like TikTok was swamped pretty much with dance videos and cat videos. 
And now it feels, as a casual user, like there is more political content on there. Do you think there has been an opening up of the type of content that can be posted on there? Absolutely, yes. Look, I think one of the things that is the best defence you could give of TikTok in this geopolitical battle it's in is that it used to feel like a Chinese app and now it doesn't. The big turning point for TikTok on that was the summer of 2020 when Black Lives Matter really, really took off on TikTok. That stood in huge contrast from the summer before when it had been accused of suppressing discussion of independence in Hong Kong. It has learned really well the difference between the audience for Douyin for this Chinese sister app and the audience for TikTok. And it's learned that in the West, a fun place to be is not a place where political speech is tamped down and people are pushed to light and happy dance videos. It's a place where debate, discussion happens at full speed all the time. And I think now TikTok at a consumer level manages to operate with Western values. What have the bosses of TikTok had to say when they're questioned about how safe it is to use? Last week, TikTok described the UK ban as based on fundamental misconceptions and driven by wider geopolitics. TikTok says it doesn't share data with China, but the company's terms of service do allow it to share data with Chinese staff. And it says that that data is only shared when it's specifically required for engineering reasons. TikTok says it's got a comprehensive plan to protect European user data, including the UK, storing that data in European data centers and including third-party independent oversight of its approach. The company's chief executive is also going to be questioned by lawmakers in Washington, D.C. on Thursday. At that hearing, they're expected to reveal that their monthly average users in America has gone up to 150 million. So the stakes are getting very high now for ByteDance, which owns TikTok. And they have had security issues in the past, haven't they? Normally, when we talk about companies' track record for security, we're talking about sort of defensive security. It's got a good track record there. The problem is that's not the sort of security that we're asking about here. We're asking about, does ByteDance have a good track record in not hacking other people? It does. It's had one massive exception to that, which came towards the end of last year when it turned out that the company's internal leaks investigation team had used the data of some journalists who were users of TikTok to try and track their physical location as part of a leak investigation. Four people were fired for that, and ByteDance apologised. Like so much, that feels like it is a case of doing something similar to what the big Western tech companies would do, but going just a bit further. Coming up... Will the TikTok bans make people safer? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Today in Focus is supported by BetterHelp. Here's a question. If you had an extra hour in your day, what would you do with it? Watch TV? Read a book? Meet up with a friend? Maybe a little nap? A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. But for what? Perhaps to best answer that, you need to work out what's truly important to you, then make that a priority. Therapy can help you work out what's most important to you. It isn't just for those who've unfortunately experienced trauma in their lives. Therapy can be helpful for learning positive coping skills and for setting boundaries. It can empower you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash todayinfocus today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash todayinfocus. Alex, from all that you've said, there isn't much more that TikTok could do to completely reassure Western officials. The reason for that is that the Chinese government sometimes does behave as though companies are arms of the state. How likely is it that China would actually use TikTok to hack or harvest data? I would be surprised but wouldn't rule it as impossible if China were to reach inside the company and demand that all user data be funneled into servers where it can analyze them for strategic gain. I think what's much more concerning is that China might treat individual TikTok employees, individual ByteDance employees and individual ByteDance owners as potential assets who can be convinced or compelled to help it. And you can draw up Hollywood-style scenarios that are not particularly outlandish of, say, China successfully demanding TikTok share location data of an individual user without warning that user or without involving law enforcement in the country where that user is based. Similarly, you could imagine a world where, without even TikTok knowing, some China-based ByteDance staff feel they have a responsibility to the state as well as to the company and its users. There are plenty of ways that the Chinese state could, if it decided, use authority over the owners of TikTok to gain an advantage in the international playbook. Given everything we've talked about, are there any criticisms of TikTok you think we should take seriously? Oh, plenty. (laughs) I think Moving entirely outside the realm of geopolitics, TikTok still has some strong questions to answer that are very similar to those of all of its other peer groups, right? Does it respect user privacy when it harvests significant amounts of data and uses them to build both content curation algorithms and advertising targeting systems? 
does TikTok correctly square the balance between having and supporting younger users and protecting them? Is it actually possible to have an algorithmically curated app that shows video content to users under 18 safely? That, that's sort of an open question. It's not one that TikTok is alone in facing, but it's very much one that I think no social media company has answered satisfactorily. Alex, we mentioned earlier that the US government is now threatening that they could extend the ban on TikTok, not just for government employees using it on their work-issued devices, but to everyone in the US, if ByteDance doesn't sell off TikTok, would it even be possible to bring in that full-scale ban? Yeah, it is. This is, in free speech terms, sort of the problem with the massive concentration of power in the app stores. A ban on TikTok would, in practical terms, very simply be a ban on Apple and Google hosting the TikTok app on their app stores, those two companies would comply. And that really would be that. TikTok would be able to spin up a web version of the app that would work quite well, but it would struggle to, you know, that that web version would already require hundreds of millions of users around the world to change their daily habits. Perhaps the closest we've seen is how TikTok responded to bans in Russia, where it did a very weird thing of just kind of hiving Russian users off into their own version of the app where none of them could post. So they've just been watching older and older content, kind of a a snapshot frozen in time from now years ago. And it's survived, but you know, it is is a shadow of itself. But yeah, logistically, it it wouldn't be hard. I think that the, the question would be what form it took, whether it was a full out and out, like sanction style ban on any American company doing business with it, or if it were a lighter thing that just led to the TikTok app being banned, but the company still existing in some way, still engaging with Americans in some way, probably using websites. That that we don't know. We are in unprecedented territory, really. Would it continue to exist if it didn't have US users and US companies being able to advertise on there? Yeah, yeah. I mean, America is big, but it's not the world. TikTok is popular, has a footprint in other places. Uh, It actually was quite big in other parts of the world before it was big in America. TikTok's sort of early homeland was uh, East and Southeast Asia. I think if we're looking at sort of broad ideas of fairness, it is important to recognise that TikTok bike dance gets to operate in both the West and China, and Western companies don't. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, WhatsApp, do not operate in China. They do not operate in China because they are effectively banned. That has been an enviable position for ByteDance for some time. And just on, you know, normal trade law, normal trade conflicts, that would be the sort of thing that people would start asking questions about. You don't get to ban a country from importing steel and still export steel to them. That that sort of thing is the bread and butter of trade conflicts. And that is one way of looking at this whole thing, right? Is It's a very high stakes trade conflict. It is China has banned imports of social networks and America is about to ban the same thing. Anyone listening to this who uses TikTok is going to be asking themselves, should I just delete it? What's your advice on that? Whether or not you delete TikTok shouldn't be because of the data security concerns. I'm more concerned with what TikTok does to our brains than our privacy. If you want to fear TikTok, fear them the same way you do Mark Zuckerberg or Elon Musk. Fear them as just incredibly powerful, globally important billionaires 
who have the ability to change the world at a whim and have not really any democratic constraint or clearly expressed desire beyond just more money, more users and more power. I think if you delete TikTok on privacy grounds, but still keep Instagram and Google services on your phone, you are fooling yourself that you've done anything to protect yourself. And if you want to join me in the world of privacy fundamentalism, by all means, remove those apps. Alex, thank you very much. Thank you for having me. That was Alex Hearn. I would recommend, if you're looking for a wry and insightful take on the latest tech news, subscribing to his newsletter, which you can get straight to your inbox every week for free. Just search Techscape and sign up. This episode was produced by Cletia Sala and sound designed by Adam Bransbury. The executive producer was Huma Khalili. We'll be back tomorrow. This is The Guardian. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.